1: This actress slash comedian got her big break and a Will Packer-produced summer hit. She put out a book called Black Unicorn, signed a first-look deal with HBO,
0: Uh,
1: and has a new Netflix special called They
0: Ready.
2: She Ready. (laughs) Tiffany Haddish.
1: I love me some Tiffany Haddish. I do, too. Welcome Hello, to your business. your
2: business. How you doing? I'm good. I feel like this. The news this week felt. I mean, it's bad. The Amazon rainforest is literally burning down after being around for 500 million years.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I don't know. There was like some some lights in the
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, news this week. So can we dive in? Let's dive. Okay. So my first bit of culture news was. So, Rihanna has um, a foundation called the Clara Lionel Foundation, which is named after her late grandmother, that raises funds to promote global education and emergency response programs. Mm -hmm. And every year, I think for the past five years, they've been having um, a diamond ball, which like all the A list celebs are at. And that's where she uh, gathers a lot of the money. Mm -hmm. And so this year she announced that she was honoring two activists, one of them being the prime minister of. Barbados, mm-hmm. um, which is great. And then the second being Sean King.
1: Who's an activist?
2: Who's an activist and also just like I kind of problematic, but also works for the cause. Like it's just like he has a very complicated uh relationship to me with black people and activism. And so Twitter was not having it. Mm-hmm. Twitter was very, very unhappy that she would honor him and was, like, pulling out all these receipts of times that he's, like, raised money that no one knows where it went to. And, like, when he just, like, was, like, very demeaning to black women. And, you know, it's very hot. It's very hotep to be pro-black and anti-woman, right? And so I feel like he's shown that. Um, and Rihanna's been silent about it, but... Mm-hmm. I think the thing that interests me the most is that even in activism, you have to be aware. A lot of people are saying, you know, you can't just like post black murders and call it activism. Mm -hmm. Like you have to do more. Um, And it was interesting to me because black outlets that I go to all the time were really noticeably quiet about the outrage. Mm -hmm. Like they talked about the... Rihanna side of it and like her doing the ball. But I didn't hear a lot of them address kind of the black community's concerns with Sean King, um, which I thought was interesting because, you know, I think a lot of people are for him and think that he does great work. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I think I think some of the silence uh, can be attributed to people just like not being sure. Right. Because I, I saw the the hubbub about, um, about Rihanna honoring Sean too. I just kind of scroll past it because he uh, there are a lot of like conflicting things that people say about him mm-hmm. what I've seen is uh, him raising money on social media he has a podcast that I think is really interesting um,
2: the raising money to do what
1: well where's for, it go? for example the the latest and again I'm not defending him because I haven't done like a deep dive into his his uh, operations but the the most recent thing that he's raising money for is to um, uh, flip the Senate. Um,
0: mm-hmm. So
1: putting money behind Democratic cam- candidates who are challenging Republican mm-hmm. um, uh, incumbents in the Senate. Um, because if we get a Democratic president and their hands are tied and they can't, you know, pass anything because of the Senate, then it'll, you know, kind of not be a, g- a great time for that president. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I but I also have some of that um, I, I've seen a lot of reports um on him and I've seen like people who I follow on social media say I don't know why y'all support Sean King but I but I personally don't know Rihanna is such a huge brand that I imagine that she would be saying something very soon so
2: yeah she's been very quiet about it yeah. and somebody joked like rihanna we see what you're doing you just want us to cancel you so we stop asking you for music we're not doing <laughs> it. <laughs> it's not gonna work sis where's the album
1: I love
2: that. Yes. <laughs> All right, what else?
1: Um, so the Obamas have been in the news a lot lately. <laughs> they know have you noticed. this week, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, are they just bored? Like, <laughs> some of this news is like, okay, rich people just, like, having nothing to do. Right. Um, so according to the New York Times report, Barack Obama wants the uh, the iconic hat that Aretha wore to <laughs> his inauguration. <laughs> That's so, so glad. Right yeah, her her will is being divided up uh, among her and family Barack's members. And Barack's
2: like, me, me, yeah, me, me. Right you hey, know right, yeah. what remember that hat yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: And then somebody from his um, from his center in Chicago, uh, uh, the his, his center, his library in Chicago, said um, that I, I was told that that's what she wanted the hat to be. Um, She's so,
2: wanted the hat to be with Barack? Yeah. Why didn't she give it to him when she was here? I
1: listen, I don't know. Maybe they, they were <laughs> they missing didn't get each a chance. other. Yeah, missing each other that, <laughs> that week. Um, but I thought that was funny. Um, and also, he and Michelle are in the process of buying... This $15 million mansion in Martha's Vineyard. It's like mm. seven bedrooms and 29 anchor, acres. Um, and a lot of people are like, I don't know. Some people uh, on, on social media, obviously, feel, you know, like, hey, they've been putting in a lot of work. They deserve it. They have right. like, all these, you know, they have a Netflix uh, deal. Um, oh, yeah, I need to watch that. So they have a, a, a documentary called, um, I think, American Factory or something like that mm-hmm. about. You know, the industrial um, space I need to watch. Um, But but that's like one of the many things that they um, are making money from. And so some folks are like, well, let them enjoy their money. Other folks are like, well, you're, you know, past presidential life. Now you're enjoying your riches. But you, you know, I guess some of his comments about reparations are starting to come to light. Like you want to revel in your millions. But what about this? You know, that you said in 2008 about, you know, you fearing that reparations would be an excuse for some to say, you know, we've paid our debt, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Um, which, you know, obviously is also very timely now, given that reparations is such a mm-hmm. uh, a hot button issue now and a lot of Democratic candidates are campaigning on it.
2: But he can't be pro-reparations and use his millions to buy a house on Martha's Vineyard?
1: Well, he's not pro-reparations. That's what I'm saying.
2: Oh, uh. Yeah. Well, OK, because I feel like from what I remember, it's not that he was pro he, that he wasn't pro. Mm-hmm. He was saying that reparations can't be it.
1: Imagine like, like, if the first black president would have started advocating for reparations like right. he would have never heard. the end Right. Of, and That's and nothing done.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And like he unfortunately, the black tax follows you all the way to the White House. And yeah. it means that you have to like be over and above everybody's president. Right. Like he already did more black shit than I expected when he had all those black uh, musicians in the White House mm-hmm. singing uh, Yolanda Adams, mm-hmm. like taking pictures
1: so, with Issa exactly, and Molly.
2: Exactly. So I think he he put in his black work. Yeah. Connection to reparations. So. A, a presidential candidate name that I literally have not spoken since the beginning.
1: Not out of my mouth. I not out no. of my
0: mouth at all.
2: Came up this week in conversation. So, Marion Williamson, who is like <laughs> chakra crystals. Yeah. Like, heal the world. Apparently, at some point, she was very anti-vaccination. Mm-hmm. She's like a little out there. She's a little crunchy. She's a little crunchy. Mm-hmm. But I will say... That something that she said in this thing that I'm about to bring up was very, like, she could be a good consultant. Mm -hmm. I don't think she could be a president, but I think she could be an okay, like, spiritual consultant.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. So. uh, (laughs) Nicely worded. Yes. She was was talking about reparations uh, this week because she has a plan. Mm and her plan she she does her plan is for a 500 billion payment of a debt that is owed and she said in the debate country the country will not heal people do not heal until some deep truth is told 250 years of slavery plus 100 years of domestic terrorism 500 billion is literally like the least we can do Mm -hmm. and she she was like if you do the math of 40 what 40 acres in a mule times the number of slaves would be today it's in the trillions yeah so the fact that i'm saying 500 billion is less than they deserve but it's economically feasible and then she took an extra step in an interview that she did with the root and we'll put the link in where she said and it's not up to white people to decide who gets it Hmm. like she was like other people i guess um beto had been saying like we'll have a council and all of that and she was like it's not up to us at this point like she said that they, she would get a council of black people, which to me is still interesting, but then at least it's like in community, but it's like, will it be black people like Ben Carson?
1: Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, we
2: need to be able to pick the black people. Yeah. And it needs to be black people that are actually like living, breathing as black people.
1: Yeah, I agree. You know, that the conversation, one, is so interesting. I was just saying to um to the agent I met with yesterday that the, the fact that s- slavery is... Americans are having to confront slavery in a way that they have not in, like, ever, mm-hmm. basically. I mean, we mentioned the 1619 Project mm-hmm. last episode that the New York Times just put out. Um, and then um, The Atlantic had a cover story also about uh, uh, how people uh, stole land from black sharecroppers. So I'm really, like, fascinated by this moment that we're in. And I'm glad that her comments are um, are getting uh, some uh some attention, yeah, but also it's interesting to me like i don't know I don't know if I agree that only descendants of slaves should get reparations because I don't like America treats you as if you you know like even if you were not a descendant of slave, even if like your great 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 grandfather wasn't a slave, like you still are impacted negatively by stigma and institutionalized inequity. Uh, that co- that comes from slavery. Yeah. You know, like if like if you, if you if your parents, you know, moved from, you know, what like an island that was not in, you know, mm-hmm. under slavery mm-hmm. and you live here as a you know, Jamaican American, yeah. you know.
2: I agree with the conclusion of that. Mm -hmm. I do think we need to start with descendants of slaves. Mm -hmm. I think that it's the same conversation. Yeah, but. Right. I think it's the same conversation that happens when it's like, but what about the Native Americans? It's like, but what about the descendants of slaves? And Mm -hmm. like people who are, who immigrated here, like, yes, unfortunately, we all just get treated horribly because we're all black to them. But to me, these reparation conversations need to be about descendants of slaves and then once we get that settled we will branch out and figure out who else Sure
1: yeah I, and i i think i agree with that but i also i just feel like the 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 legacy of slavery just touches so so much of uh black folks lives that even if you're not a descendant of a slave you are more than likely suffering under that same system. Um, so I was just making that point.
2: At the end of this interview with The Root, the interviewer was asking her, like, why should black people vote for you? And I was like waiting for this to be the pander moment. And Miss Williamson shocked the hell out of me. She goes, she's like, I don't think black people should vote for me. She was like, I think that black people should listen like with their ears and their heart. <laughs> She's so and funny. like vote and like vote accordingly. Yeah. And I just like appreciated her not being like, it's because I've done all these. I, I appreciate her not being Joe Biden mm-hmm. of being like, look at all the stuff I did for blacks. Right. That's why you should vote. She was just like, no, she's like, I'm not out here chasing votes. I'm right. out here like saying what I feel is the right thing. And if that agrees with you, then vote. Right. So I don't know. I, like I don't too. think she'll be the president, she but she definitely won't. Yeah. But I think
1: she. Uh, you know I've, she has obviously some stuff has a to voice say yeah i tell you that remember that that therapist i told you was really crappy before my my most recent therapist mm-hmm. he like was in love with her like i know he, a lot
2: of people her he books he quoted have her like, books
1: to me all the time uh-huh. i was just like roll my eyes like oh this mm-hmm. woman again who is this woman
2: i've heard that a lot yeah.
1: um all you
2: know, right negative. moving on
1: just a quick touch. Um, your president. No. Uh, Obama? We've no. already talked about him. Uh-uh. The other one. The new one.
2: Did you hear he like, called himself Jesus or something? He
1: said he was the king of Israel.
2: That? <laughs> it, we're done. We're done. Did you read any of the Left Behind books?
1: uh no but i watched one of those movies and i was scared for we're my done. Life.
2: we're uh, done <laughs> although the antichrist never literally comes in and says i'm the antichrist yeah but he'd also the antichrist didn't have twitter in the books so yeah. like i mean trump knows?
1: hasn't said i'm an antichrist but he has said he's the king of he's israel. the
2: king of israel jesus which was written ab- well, above well, jesus well he said he quoted,
1: well technically he quoted he someone that said that yeah so same <laughs> thing um, Gross. so the Dow dropped uh yesterday more than 700 points after your president responded to China's tariffs on uh U.S. cars. Um, he tweeted, We don't need China, and frankly, we'll be better off without them. Great. China is the largest duh. economy in the world, duh. Um, then and they he,
2: make literally everything we do.
1: Then he ordered. U.S. companies to start looking for alternative uh, suppliers <laughs> and things not located in China. So I was just like, how, like, again, what could go wrong? Like, <laughs> and I, my, my next thought after I saw this, just like, you know, again, last episode, we talked about all these signals for the recession, um, the impending recession. My next thought was maybe this will, you know, the economy, you know, is the only thing that some conservatives and Republicans respond to. So maybe, you know, tweets like this and like these kind of hits to the stock market will be the breaking point for them to like turn on him. I don't know.
2: I don't know either.
1: Moving on. So, um, so that was something I was listening to, um, to this podcast the other day, to the daily, um, with Michael Barbaro and he talked about, um, this recent statement Uh, put out by the Business Roundtable, which is a group of like 200 CEOs. Um, So there's like the CEOs of Apple and Pepsi and Walmart and Amazon. Um, And every now and then they they get together to like, I guess, define the trajectory of American business. So they say it's time to redefine the role of business to invest in employees, protect the environment and communities, uh, as opposed to Uh, solely maximizing shareholder return and profits Um, (laughs) and from the mission statement one of their pillars says um, that they will support the communities in which they work we respect the people in our communities and protect the environment by embracing sustainable practices across our businesses which is when i heard that on this podcast i guffawed because i'm like yeah, welcome. Yeah, yeah, we've. They're
2: like, you know what? W- <laughs> you know what would be good for us to start doing, considering people. considering people and not just like trying to make money. Yeah. So we're gonna do that. We're gonna focus on that now. We're gonna pivot from the money and we're gonna focus on the humans.
1: Yeah, it, I, and I also just thought it was hilarious that um, Jeff Bezos is on this board,
2: right? Because like, did you see this week? Also, he put out his very first job posting for amazon he was like being very nostalgic (laughs) and in it it said you can work hard long you can work long hard or smart but at amazon.com you can't choose two out of three what right and i've heard that amazon is literally like your mom will die and they'll be like
1: yeah yeah so So
2: we'll see you (laughs) tomorrow at work then Mm. so good to hear that he's gonna start thinking about humans yeah welcome and, right and like
1: we, we've been waiting we've been waiting on you guys to um right. to start considering other things other than uh shareholder Ugh, lord um so what you have
2: so i feel <laughs> like i just call this segment hoaxes and swindles okay <laughs> i feel like the internet this week made me think are we dumb you know how Kim always says that. You're you're dumb. I love Are that. Dumb? Are you dumb? Yeah,
1: she does. That is like. <laughs> Shout out to Kim. Yeah, we love Kim. <laughs> um,
2: but that's how I felt today. So number one, another Instagram privacy hoax. You know how like literally every three months they're like, post this or Instagram's going to take. But this one hit me a little differently. I saw at least four black influencers who I will not name post it. Wow. What do y'all think? You really think if Instagram wanted to steal your stuff, you posting this on your Instagram stories will stop that?
1: What was it that they were posting? It
2: was saying, like, I do not give Instagram the right to sell my... You know, like, how those mm-hmm. come up. And they always are just, like, written in, like, black text on a white background. And, yeah. like, people were really posting it. Mm. Are we dumb? Some of us. Some, But these are people <laughs> that I, like, honestly look to for like real stuff. Yeah. And that's what scared me.
1: I think I think stuff like that speaks a lot to our lack of digital digital literacy. Yes. Like and
2: that was my question yeah. like before are you dumb? I was <laughs> like are we like illiterate?
1: We're lacking digital liter- literacy. Like we are far behind. We don't teach
2: And Chloe talked about that in her episode. We don't
1: teach STEM. We don't Mm -hmm. teach, uh, like, it's not standard. We don't teach, like, how to navigate apps Mm -hmm. and what privacy and security means. And business,
2: right? Like, we don't teach that legally it would make zero sense for this picture that you posted on the same platform that you were telling they don't have the rights. Right. And that would stop it. Legally, that doesn't make any sense. I agree. I was floored.
1: I was I'm not, I'm not cause I cuz just it, I because mean, of this people this stuff that is like was. a yeah. But you see this stuff all the time on like on Facebook too. Like I regularly post status updates. Most of my status updates are to like older whom I love, but like older people in my life mm-hmm. and like who I know from back home. Mm-hmm. I'm like, stop posting this. Right, it's not it's, right. it's a Russian app. Yeah. Stop. Like the what's uh, that, the my, face Oh my app. gosh,
2: that face thing.
1: I had to like tell people, they were like you know, using it and sending invites. I'm like y'all. This that's been like at this point like two weeks full of stories yes. about how this app has ties to the And Even before the Russian those stories came internet. out,
2: I kn- whenever something is that big, it's a scam. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of scams, <laughs> I feel like my next like soapbox to stand on this week of just like, are we dumb? Is this Popeyes nonsense? <laughs> like y'all, do you know? that Popeyes would have had to spend $23.5 million to get the advertising that our black asses gave them for free. <laughs> and then we also bought the damn sandwiches and then went to Chick-fil-A and bought those damn sandwiches so we can eat them at the same time. Popeyes saved $23 million. We're still out here drowning in student loan debt. This is like what Kay Kenneth talked to us about today. Like. Just this idea that we do not have the financial literacy and we don't have the advocacy for ourselves to say, like, wait a second, what I have is valuable. Why would I give it away for free when I could be paid for it? Before I scream some more, let's segue into our guest this week, who is Kay Kenneth Davis, who's the CEO of the Trans Capitalist LLC and a financial literacy activist. This interview made me so tired because he just, like, grabbed us by our
1: edges he did we're not doing anything right much yeah Uh, he was just so nice uh, he was even though he like subtly dragged you
2: Uh, all Uh, day (laughs) um even after the mics turned off so come on back All right. So today we have Kay Kenneth Davis, who is the CEO of the Trans Capitalist LLC and a financial literacy activist. We are so excited to have you here. We need you so badly. Yes, like, I love we, it. We don't know what please we're doing. Please fix us. <laughs> yes, fix, fix our, <laughs> our bank, please. Yes, I got you. Yes, having a problem. Okay, can we? dive right
3: in yes please let's do this
2: so you've really turned yourself into a brand yes right like at what point did you decide it was time to turn yourself into a brand make this an llc and kind of make it official
3: when i knew it was like something big i was just like okay i have to not only monetize this but i have to really protect my rights and my ownership knowing, like, how we move within this world, and especially as millennials, like, as we can um, take off so easily now that I knew I needed to start this foundation, like, ASAP. Mm-hmm. So just got jumped right into it.
2: And what was your first step? Like, how, did you already know how to set up an LLC or...?
3: So I would say everything I do was self-taught. So as I even went to business school, and I would say, like, after... I would say right before the first things, like even before I had the Trans Capitalist LLC, I created S Corp because I knew one day that I wanted to acquire companies or even have multiple companies. So I created that umbrella um, company first, which I did corporation, and then I learned about S Corp small corporations, which mm-hmm. were great. And but then when I literally learned that. There's not really many people in financial literacy, especially that are queer or even black as well. I was just like, oh, this needs to be its own separate entities, too. So I do plan for my S-Corp down the road to acquire the Transcapitalist LLC and just keep it all in the family, as every corporation does.
1: Tell us um, about all the services that uh, are underneath the Transcapitalist umbrella. What, what, What do you do?
3: So for services, it's definitely like in-person workshops. Those are my favorite to do, especially going to new places and meeting a lot of people within multiple communities that need financial literacy and just teach them like the fundamental basics. So for me, I have like three levels. So the first level is central, crucial steps that you need for like money principles. Then the second level is once you're able to master that, then it's going into investments and passive income. So how to teach that money, make more money for yourself. That's then, what we need. <laughs> yeah. I'm so exactly. tired of going to work every
2: day.
3: <laughs> exactly. Well, and then like a real, real true tip I would say is that You cannot survive today without having two sources of income. And they don't tell us that. But that was the first thing I learned within business school. That was like the first paragraph within our textbook. And I was just like, yo, nobody's telling us this. Mm. I was like, are you serious right now? So that's why I was like, you know what? This has to change. But then that's when it goes to my third level of definitely entrepreneurship. Because like I said, what we have access to social media right now, and we don't have those gatekeepers are telling you, you can't start a business, like you can do it and file it yourself. I was like, oh. Everybody needs a brand, especially with blackness. How our culture impacts so many things. It's like right. Look at Popeyes. Pope right. right. Exactly.
2: Popeyes has made so much money off of us. <laughs> this what? That I'm I'm heated about that whole situation. What? <laughs> but-
1: Yo, Why? will not? So I, I went to Atlanta and uh, Philly. So I was traveling over the past week, and I got Popeyes in um, the airport, but they only had the strips. They didn't have the sandwich. And everybody who saw me with a uh, Popeye's bag yeah. asked me if I got the sandwich. Uh. I was like, no! No! I got strips, okay? <laughs> strips are still good.
2: Yeah. No, strips are out. Yeah. Sandwiches are in. Um. So, yeah, no, I hear that. But I feel like I always... I want multiple streams of income, and this is yes. like diving in. But, like, how do we... St- Dar, where what ta- like i'm at work and then i'm trying to work on the podcast and like i feel like it's just difficult to know how to even begin that
3: okay that's fair yeah so, <laughs> so, okay yeah. so what do you want He's like, no, like, that's fair. no i get asked that question all the time yeah. it's like where do i start i don't know what to do but my first rule is like i'm not teaching you nothing until like your monthly finances are like lit mm-hmm. legit you know what to do because mm-hmm. when you start stepping into this realm it's going to take a little bit more money but i want to make sure that you're okay so worst case scenario something happens you lose your job or any somebody needs money or something like that you're able to do that and give your Yourself and still keep yourself afloat because it's just like the economic times out here is crazy. It's like, it's ridiculous. Like it can, it's so volatile. It can go up or down yeah. within a moment. Like even us being black or especially for queer people that truly advocate like job security is non-existent. Yeah. Like, that's why I have that whole thing about pride in the corporations, everything, because like, yo, yeah, love to be with us in June. Slap that sticker on. Right. But nobody's going to be in that HR department. You're right. not going to hire us. You're going to look over us, or you're scared to make your own employees uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But then we're feeding your employees. And it's just, that, like, pisses me off yeah. so much. So it's just like, nah, we need to change these things. So definitely a way to start is making sure that you're, monthly expenses and incomes under control you know what to do your credits okay um still credit cards is the devil i'm going care about credit cards and my things like i like to make people fearless so we not have credit cards at all you i would say no because i have my clients i tell them stop using it yeah. and then before they know it they're like yo i never even needed a credit mm-hmm. card and it's like exactly it's a trap all this stuff <laughs> is a trap designed for us to fall into debt because yeah. it's the easiest debt to get. And they just take advantage of us. That's why, like, Apple created the credit card. It's not to help us. Mm-hmm. Debt brings in so much money for mm-hmm. companies and corporations. Mm-hmm. It is ridiculous. Uh, drag again. me. Drag me. <laughs> exactly. So don't... I don't have a lot of credit cards, but
2: I do That's like good. an American Express. That's fine. For some points. If you and have... then I pay it off before.
3: Good. Yeah, okay. See,
0: you have those habits. <laughs> like, you're I'm funny. trying to exactly.
3: <laughs> you're fine. You have those habits, so okay. that's you need to instill those habits. One to three credit cards, it's okay. One for even me is too much, but one to three credit cards, mm. you're okay. okay. You'll be at right.
1: Um. So you make a point to uh, focus on uh the LGBT community in your yes. work. You don't just have LGBT clients, but I like that you make a point to um focus on the issues uh, when it comes to finance that LGBT people uh, experience. So um, what can you tell us about the the gaps in financial literacy
3: um, that are unique to our community? So I would say, especially for our community, I call it like the double taxes. Like first you have the black tax of like knowing how hard it is, but then queer, I would say it's like a triple tax. And it's just like, I like to, Show that if I'm able to do it, especially with all statistics as a transgender black male, like I'm not supposed to make it. I'm not supposed to have a job. I'm not supposed to know all these things. And it's like, you can easily do it. Like if you're able to get a source of income, you can definitely do it. But like the first question I always like to ask in my workshops, like, has... Any of your parents ever sat you down and had, like, money talk? Mm. And everybody's like, no. And I was like, exactly. So that's where we got to start first. It's just understanding the basic rules and the basic principles of right. just what you need to do. It was like, avoiding those traps of just starting out. Because it's like we don't even know the credit card rules is, or even mm-hmm. applying for insurance. And medical insurance is big within the transgender community. Because it's like, how am I supposed to make this happen without mm-hmm. having that money? Because it's not like we got... 10 g's just to drop out of there so
1: um yeah i mean you you said earlier that you you sit down um with your clients and ask them if their parents ever had the the money talk with them and it's like you know forget the money talk some of some of us are like cut off completely right exactly
3: yes so
1: so you don't even get get to talk you get like nothing nothing
3: right (laughs) nothing yeah like your survival same happened to me like upper middle class everything until i started like coming out i would live the double life but then till i got caught it was like if you want to stay here then you can't do none of this i was like you know what I'm out. Then it's was like, all right, you won't get nothing. So I was like, you know what, fine, I ain't so gonna get nothing. So
1: you have experienced yourself and having to build from
3: nothing. Exactly. But then that's why I like to say, to point out, but that's the reason why we never get that far because we're focused on survival. Mm. Like, it has to, like, where are we going to sleep? Where are we right. going to eat? Yeah, that's the focus, not like, fuck a 401k exactly i'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out <laughs> i just want to dinner, eat right? exactly yeah. i'm just trying to eat right now
2: so i i read that you do work also with financial education for teens experiencing homelessness yes um how did you start to get involved with that cause was that from kind of personal, your experience yeah.
3: okay personal because ex- it's, it's just really hard out there it's yeah. like but then we need money to survive
0: Legacy CRM platforms have made you compromise for far too long. With HubSpot's CRM platform, you don't have to choose between enterprise tools that are powerful or easy to use. It gives you both, so your marketing, sales, and service teams can align with ease, accelerate sales, and anticipate every customer need. Finally, there's a CRM platform that helps you run better so you can grow better, without complexity ever getting in the way. Learn more at HubSpot.com. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.
3: Within this society, especially we're in a capitalistic economic system. And it's just like, why are we not making it our thing? third priority i like to say like after physical health after mental health now we really need to start checking in on what's our financial health because Mm -hmm. money controls a lot of emotional and mental issues for Mm ourselves. it's like money cannot buy happiness but damn sure buys comfort right right? yeah yeah, you can start focusing on some other things when you get that money like right so that's why just from personal experience of them knowing that if they want to give them that hope that you can have a successful life then it's like what can we do instead of just I like to give people skill sets. Like, instead of giving you a fish, I'm going to teach you how to give a fish. Like, when people ask me money, like, I give them books. Like Because then <laughs> right. that's going to be better for you in the long run. To this learn. is your currency. Like, right. Exactly. I'm, I wonder how yes. my family would respond to that.
2: <laughs> like, oh, instead of helping with that, here's some literature. Yes.
3: <laughs> Facts. Can you imagine? No. I cannot. i want to tell you how this story. So, it was like we love a story yeah yeah <laughs> so i was there around like 2010 11 by this time like my mom and i started talking again because then she finally accepted like oh yeah he's really doing this like he's not changing so i'm like bet but then the whole housing issue affected her and she went under and went into like crazy amount of debt wow. couldn't be able to survive so the things like by that time i was already getting myself out of debt and i was like And say you keep asking me for money. I'm like, what are you doing? Because I'm like, this is getting out. Like, Mm -hmm. it just pisses me off. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, it changes that dynamic too that people don't realize, like, when you're the person giving money, you do have, I don't like to say that type of power, but it's like, they're going to listen to you because it's like, they want that money. And my family knows, like, if you're asking for your money, it's going to come with some stipulations. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So they know, like, they're really coming to me. We're going to sit down and talk about this. And I was able to sit down and, like, go through all the debt and make a plan for her and it's like no this is what how you're going to follow it this is how you're going to pay it off this is priority that's not priority you don't need these things and it was like annoying for her but she gained that respect for yeah,
2: me i imagine that's hard especially if you guys relationship just got back together yeah. and you're like well welcome back <laughs> here's the rules
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Next>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but when she got out of it she was like Oh, like you really know what you're doing. I'm like, I need to listen to you. And like I'm like she was very thankful for it. And I was happy to give her that because she did give me so much before we had the whole mm. issue of being yeah. queer and everything else. But now it's like if she's in trouble again, she's able to make up a plan for herself. Also, um understanding like what else are you allocating? Because then I always like to give this rule, um, is that save up fast and pay off debt slow because debt's not going anywhere it's just going to another company it's going to another corporation they don't care if you're hungry they don't care if you're not eating Mm -hmm. so it's like why are we so fast to pay off? i've
2: never heard anyone say that exactly (laughs) especially with and like i'll ask you about this down the line because student loans are controlling my life f them yeah Yeah.
3: Yes. Wow. Listen, I, I That's am not, radical. Yes, I will. <laughs> I will die with my student loan debt, <gasps> and I do not care because school should be free, and that's why I say yes. I, to make the lowest payment. I don't care if I have all the money. You're not getting all of it because you don't wow. deserve all of it. Listen, no. You
2: are starting my life today because, like, I just got to a point where I'm paying 500
3: plus a month.
2: What? For, for student loans because I'm trying to get. I, I was like Nora. trying to get them down.
3: <laughs> But do you have a stock portfolio? You do, right? A
2: little. Very little. See? I just started. Yo,
3: that 500 what you can be doing for your right. investments and other wow. passive incomes ah. where you can create a source of income to pay off your student loan oh debt and even secure yourself, but you quick to pay them off not to have that debt? Like, debt is going to be debt. You're going to have debt. You have good debt. You have bad debt. But it's just managing the and payments. And that's my only debt. I don't have a credit card.
2: Gen-
1: Yo, I just. Like, <laughs> but again. wait. Well, okay. So, so <laughs> slow, but slow doesn't down. that, doesn't extending like how long you owe uh, on your loans, like affect your credit and your, your funding? As
2: long as you're paying the minimum, right? Yeah. As long as exactly. you're paying the minimum per as long month, so you're which I'm paying over. Cause I'm trying, I was trying to like not be 60 and uh-huh. still paying.
1: And what about interest? Like doesn't that it'll
2: just keep, keep compounding?
3: adding up until you die right? exactly it doesn't matter but what do you prefer having a safety net mm-hmm. having passive income right or More having investments? fed loan be exactly that you mm-hmm. paid off because yours. then what happens when you paid off that debt and then something happens you lose your job you're debt free but now you have a job now you can't pay everything else and then guess what you back in debt again nice. but they happy they got their money they ain't gonna All help right. you I've never heard anyone say that I don't like I hate these corporations and these debt people so that's why okay.
2: and i've been to like financial it's coaching.
3: official we're having you back on
2: yes <laughs> this, is like, th- this is blowing my mind and i
3: do not be scared it's fair we're all we're all taught in- to be oh we have to pay him first or right. we're gonna do this or, we're gonna do credit you just
1: changed we'll, this one's life because yeah. she complains about her her uh loans at least
3: for once forever. a day because you pay no you pay too much if you start like delegating that money to other things you're gonna be so much happier right and just let debt um student loan be a bill like you gotta pay your rent or your mortgage for the rest of your life right it's you still gotta pay right yeah so why are you killing yourself?
2: yeah you just set
3: me <laughs> you're not. you're not even setting yourself up no. there's a difference now you set everything up and then it's like all right cool right I have this going i have this going for me this is great now I'll knock this off because this is annoying but right. for us and millennials and what we're doing now the rules need to change and nobody's mm. speaking up about that and i'm glad that i figured that out for myself like what you teach us do not apply to us anymore mm. anybody mm-hmm. oh yeah, like save up what, three, six months before you start investing? No, you can buy stocks like that in a heartbeat. Right, yeah. I just got on Robinhood for
2: like, with like, I put like $100 in there and just I tried to like figure i out. You don't
3: use Robinhood? No, you gotta Help go straight me. to the source. No middleman.
1: These investment apps, because they uh, are very popular right now. Oh, and course. you see them in a lot of headlines like Robinhood and Acorns. Um, there's a few others. Um, Capital with the Q. I think they spell it. Mm-hmm. Um so are you saying we shouldn't be using them and and what do you mean by go straight to the source
3: so those it's just apps special financial products they make it so much easier for you to look at this but don't look at this of what i'm actually taking from you Mm. what you're learning Mm. and the thing is like brokerage accounts have been existing for over amount of years so mm-hmm. it's like why are we just not going straight to the source like what are these apps are getting because it's literally the same thing it's better and then what happens if that app goes under mm. like nobody ever thought about that i'd rather say with vanguard who's been open since like 1975 and they do create an index fund to still going strong they're never going to fail that Instead of going to some app that just came up because I'm too lazy enough to really <laughs> sit down and learn. It. That's, and that's what it is. It's facts. And that's why I said like- and, Lazy but, and
2: scared. Scared about what? I, like, that's the thing about financial literacy to me is that like, similarly how I just like would be not, I would be a little nervous to sit down and like start reading a book in Japanese because I don't speak Japanese. Like Got that's you. what this feels like. Okay. <laughs> that's what this feels like right. to me but lady also yes so I'll, I, I've received that
1: I love the subtle, like, pity and shade that he gives back like, <laughs> right? his smile. He's yeah, like, like, oh, yeah, that's fair. Hmm, okay, mm-hmm. cool.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's great, right. but and what then, you really need to just, be doing. Like, I just, like, sit back and, like, okay.
3: <laughs> and shrink. Yeah, all righty. I don't, I don't mean to do any of that. No, this is got what, it. I mean, this is what coaching mm-hmm. is. Yeah, no, I, be, like, I got This it. is what we need. No, I do drag people. I do it in a nice way. <laughs> right. I do. Oh, no, you're
2: smiling nonstop. Exactly. So.
3: But once you learn about it, you're like, oh, that's just it.
1: So I'm I'm a writer who you know kind of talk. I write about blackness and, pe- yes, and, and, and black people in business, and so I often like insert my i my identity right mm-hmm. and my my what I'm passionate about into my own writing, even though I'm a journalist. Uh, and it kind of helps like shape my worldview, but also okay. like educate other people about you know uh, about issues that I care about. And so I'm always interested in people who um don't people who decide to like a- embrace their identity as part of their profession mm-hmm. um because I feel like that uh, it, it used to be like common to wanna to the, the common advice w- is always to separate you know mm-hmm. those two things and you know business is business and personal is personal so what um what inspired you to make your identity um uh, part of, your work you know as as a financial advisor like and, and how has that helped you um, uh, in your business and then how did you arrive at that decision
3: that is a great question never even thought about that um heck I- I feel like that just me hiding my identity for so long before has just always screwed me over. Um, Things end up not working out mm. at all anyway. Like even like I did engineering, like I went to school for engineering and I did just because I needed to survive. at that time just
1: engineering (laughs) to survive No,
3: because it was like paying (laughs) the most i I had to but then i hated it i was miserable i was depressed and then like Mm. with the whole sickle cell thing i would get like fired or let go within the winter so it's just like you know what um i felt like the universe has been pushing me into this and then as um like i said when i was getting myself out of these situations of out of debt, I would Google like, well, there's probably somebody already doing this stuff, especially for queer. And then when I looked at it, there's like nobody. And then just even going into it, I'm just like, Mm -hmm. yo, this lane is so ghosting right now. Like, I just felt like I had to do it and just show them like who I am and just stop being scared to like step into that boardroom. And then just also that representation because, Mm -hmm. um, For the transgender community, like not a lot of people get far, or we just assume like you're going to be broke, you can't do this. You're just told no so many times, or even to the point where you start talking yourself out of things. And I just knew, like, Mm -hmm. in order for me to be a full entrepreneur, I'm going to just come out the gate with it and I'm just have to keep pushing myself. Cause there are times I have self doubt. Like, why am I doing this? Should I do this? Should I like change and go back? And then literally when I think about that, like some opportunity comes, it's like, yo, I love what you do. Can you please speak here? I love what you do. Can you please come here? So I was like, you know what? This is really working for me. So Absolutely. I was like, you know what? I'm going to follow it to wherever it takes me. And I just getting that feeling of helping people like, yo, you helped me with my finances so much. Like, I'm so thankful like people are like, I'll give you my first kid. It's like, no, I don't need that. That's great. <laughs>
1: no, keep the no, kid. But it's <laughs> like,
3: keep the kid, but just like I say, just pass on what you learn. Um, and you
2: mentioned sickle cell.
3: Yes. Um
2: so I know I've I've been following you on Instagram for years, I think. So I, I know you're very open about uh your battle with that. And I think I you know, my, my mom had breast cancer two years ago oh, and I got to learn just how expensive being sick is. <sighs> um, and like, it's like for the person going through it, for the anybody supporting her, yes. like I was flying back and forth uh, once sure. a month. And, yes. you know, so I would like to talk a little bit about how dealing with this affects the way that you plan your finances. Cause I know uh, it just yeah. changes. Future planning feels very different when illness is involved. Mm-hmm.
3: That's, yo, thank you for bringing that up. Cause that's a, I feel like that's a topic nobody really talks about. And it's just like sickle cell so, prevalent within our community like one in 12 has to treat of uh, sickle cell is so wild it's That's crazy every child. Yeah. yes and my brother has it so my family my parents didn't know they both had the trait. So, like, oh. after they had my brother, they're like, oh, you have the trait, you have sickle cell. And literally, like, some social worker came to the house and was like, oh, you should abort this child yeah. because you're going to oh have, like, all these years of sickness, being in the hospital, it's going to be expensive, and all this stuff. And my mom literally was, like, crying, and grandmother's like, don't worry about it, it'll be fine, it'll be can't care- so my brother is the first known case within Yonkers, New York of having civil cell, And then he waited five years thinking like, oh, might skip a gene because mm-hmm. you have that chance. And like, boom, I got it too. So it was just like my mom. I still give her credit for being a single mother with two kids with that illness. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But um, in order to plan, I just had to know... Um, like my limits I had to learn how to start saving for myself to take care of myself in order something a tragedy happens yeah. right.
1: so, so do you have um savings accounts uh dedicated specifically for like uh emergency health issues or, or things
3: like that oh definitely so I always make sure I have a great medical insurance plan so uh-huh. I always had to learn the medical insurance game really quick and really fast easy and what I do like is um having multiple accounts so the greatest thing ever is like when you create these savings accounts and you automate them so you don't have to worry about like budgeting and even with budgeting itself um we have this psychology of we hate things being taken away from us as a people like somebody took your teddy bear or somebody took that you're gonna feel some type of way mm-hmm. so when it comes to money you're like do I really want to put this away even though it's for yourself but that's when you automate it it takes that thought and that action out for you because then later when you're in a need i love going to like different accountants like oh i have like 400 dollars here or like yeah i have 500 <laughs> here like oh, i have this over here so it's just like yo this is great this is amazing <laughs> so it's just like yes have have a lot of like i was it i would like say like um for my book coming out just creating that safety net for us mm-hmm. we really need it and it's just like um, but then our times, like I said, things are so volatile that we need to start protecting ourselves and the thing is we don't arm ourselves. We always we never take that thought to take a second and think like how can I protect myself in cases of emergency? Um, just also understanding that other communities have been doing this for years. Yep. Yeah. And I feel like we're just catching up. Yeah. Like they'll talk to their kids at five and teach them like what yeah. a savings account right. is. They'll give them money.
1: Mm-hmm. Or they'll even
3: teach them further entrepreneurship. Like how can you make more money for us? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, we are not having those conversations and that needs to stop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you I love it.
2: Are we <laughs> get to the practical part? Yeah. Parts? Okay. So yes. we love to leave our listeners with like, two to three very practical something i can do today like i read an interview that you did where you were like start today
3: yes like that
2: is the biggest and we are big on that like what can we stop listening to this and like go do today or tomorrow to kind of get on the right track
3: yes oh love to so my favorite one is always start saving at least a dollar a week And then what you want to do with that money is to get a high yield savings account Mm -hmm. because while it's, Being sitting there parked is making money. Like your savings account that they give you is just another checking account. Let's be real. Or they say like it gives you interest, but then they'll take it with like maintenance fees of having that. So it's like you're not making money, you're losing money. Mm -hmm. But high yield savings account, they pay you to park their money there. And is that like Barclays or? That's my favorite. That's one I've been using. Exactly. That's what I've been (laughs) using. And then you can create multiple accounts and make different savings goals and dreams that they help you track it. Right. Right. Um, I would say for a high yield saving account, don't always go for like the one with the highest interest because mm-hmm. you have to start thinking at these financial um corporations, businesses and banks that, they're out for something that makes money for you. Like, nothing's given for free. There's right. always some type of kickback. So even one with the highest interest where you think you'll get more money, I bet you the customer service, 9 out of 10, sucks, and you're not going to be able to get your money. Or if there's a problem with it, they're going to give you the runaround. around. it's like, you know what? I never should have went with the highest. Should have just went with something like mid, do that, mm-hmm. and then like you're able to get your money when you need to or have somebody communicating with you. Okay.
2: So- High yield savings accounts. Yes. Not necessarily Save. highest interest. Start oh.
3: saving for yourself. Okay. And then I see that another one that's big is, yes, yeah, start saving up for yourself fast and learning about different investments and in passive incomes and pay off your debt slow. Like, mm. do not speed up to pay that debt mm. off because it's not gonna help you like even if you're buying a major purchase of like a house which is a liability instead of a rental property because even the things that they tell you like a car is a liability there's not many things that are actually giving you passive incomes then don't keep rushing to pay those things off first like create that safety net for yourself your family your children like whatever you can do and start and then i'll say another practical tip is just Read something financial, like just a paragraph or a day or a book. A great one to start is rich dad, poor dad. I start with that. That will Mm. switch up your mentality. I've heard a lot of people say that. No, because that teaches you, like, because they'll say, like, there's been points too where, like, I'll skip paying a bill because I didn't have it because I wasn't going to have something else and then, like, wait until that next paycheck and then just pay off the late fee instead of just digging myself deeper where now I can't pay this and I can't pay that. It's like, nah. Arm yourself and understand like you have the power. Businesses can't function without money. You're the person who has money. That's why they judge people on buying power. LGBTQ has one of the highest, fastest growing buying power. Mm-hmm. And they know that. That's mm-hmm. why they're waving those flags. That's why they're focusing on this. Mm-hmm. And then now we I have to. That's why has a rainbow soul Eggs, on their Yeah, during June. Right. And then since June is done. <laughs> and then you never see it and again. And then never again. Right. And it's like, oh yeah, I knew you again. It's like, nah, <laughs> F you. So arm yourself, become, like I said, financial warriors. Take the fear out. You're powerful. Your dollar has so much more power than they'll ever need because they need you. It's not like Jay-Z says, like, you need me. I don't need Mm you. Mm. Oh, (laughs) 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 Jay-Z. Apparently, he didn't need them. (laughs) Uh, uh, He he just wanted more money. Yeah. He just wants to secure his billionaire status. Right. I understand it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love Jay Z. That's my mentor. Like the rights and the ownership, he's right about that. For right. him, this move, he just really wants to secure that billionaire status. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we can talk about that. Yes, yeah, another time. Kim,
1: thank you so so much. much. This no, was
3: thank you for the having The most
2: me. informative. Seriously, I'm awesome. like, exhausted because I know there's more that I should be doing, but I, I feel like you. what what you do that is great is also reminding us that like. Even the fact that we want to be learning this is starting. Yes. Right? Even the fact that we have these questions and that we're thinking about like better ways to save means that we've started. Yes, you're
3: yeah. 90% ahead of the curve. Like, you'll be surprised. Nobody, you know, just thinking about it, you're higher. You're doing a great job. Yeah. Keep going. Follow that intuition and figure out more. Awesome. And where
2: can we. We're going to put all of your
3: information so people can follow you.
2: You have what?
3: YouTube, Instagram. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Yes, my website's coming too. The workbook is coming out. I will also do online courses. So if you're at level two of investments and passive income, if you want to learn how to let that money work for you, make more money, please hit me up. I teach all those things.
2: Yes. Okay. We'll definitely put all that in the notes. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for
3: having me. This was amazing. Yes. All right.
2: Bye-bye. I kept thinking that there were things I could say to Kenneth that he would be like, oh, you did good. And he's like, mmm.
1: No. no. <laughs> he was not impressed like by F's, any of your efforts.
2: Lo- he was just like, F them.
1: Major energy.
2: Yes, loved it. All right. Now it's time for our LLC.
1: Mm-hmm. Love, learn, cancel. So yes. what are you loving this week?
2: So I'm, I'm going to cancel first. I have a cancel and okay. a love. My cancel, and we talked about this a little bit in Yo Business, um, is the Amazon rainforest burning down Mm -hmm. after being around for 55 million years. Mm -hmm. And as you dig deep into it and you find out that it is not a natural disaster, is also just like so heartbreaking as, as a religious person And as a person who feels very connected to ancestors and culture, to know that people's like ancestral land is just being raped and pillaged for capitalist reasons Mm -hmm. is heartbreaking. Um, So I was reading a report on CNN today and like five weeks ago, the tribes just won the rights to this ancestral land, declaring Mm -hmm. that there's 500,000 acres of the rainforest that would be protected from oil drilling and mining. So that was five weeks ago. Then three weeks ago, these fires start and they're believed to have been started from farmers and loggers who have been trying to clear the land so they can use it for business. Wow. Right. And it's just like devastating and like, You don't care about humanity at all. Like a big majority of the oxygen that we breathe is from these plants. Like what makes you think that money takes over that? It's just like we've lost all sense of like right and morality and humanity and it's heartbreaking.
1: And the forces that would usually kind of help push back against that Mm -hmm. are are
2: gone. Are right on. Yeah. And so that was just my canceled. I don't know. Similarly to like when a lot of things happen, I don't know what we can do. And like, except bring awareness. Like, I don't, that feels like not enough, but um, it's just 55 million years. This is also how I felt when like the very last, like white rhino died. Mm -hmm. And it's just like those kind of things, like, we're around when the dinosaurs were here. Yep. And like as humans, we just have single handedly destroyed them. And that's why like when the earth is imploding, like we deserve it. Not me and you, but like <laughs> we deserve it as a people because we've just destroyed everything. Yep.
1: Did you see that the overstock CEO was uh uh took a picture with the rhino he had killed? <laughs> I think he had to step down. Good. Sorry, not a rhino, it was an elephant. It's but just- it was like a Dead elephant and you're like posing <laughs>
2: uh-huh, we're so gross yeah. we're so gross and to me it's just this whole like there's just like some like colonization is in the blood of certain people yeah. and that's what this is of you saying like this land doesn't belong to us but we want it yep so we're gonna do whatever we need to do yep.
1: Even if it means the detriment of the entire planet.
2: Uh, right, of us too. <laughs> um, so that's my canceled. But to lighten it up, my love is... So last night, I went to Basquiat's Bottle, which is like a very Ooh. dope black... Cut it out. A very dope <laughs> black-owned space uh, in Bed-Stuy. Who'd you go with? <laughs> Why <laughs> do you do this?
1: did I, you go by yourself? I didn't. Oh,
2: um, so I went <laughs> <laughs> stop it. Um, you know I'm just gonna like edit all of this
1: out. No, you have to leave it.
2: <laughs> Cause now you so they
1: can like, hear you squirm.
2: So <laughs> um anyway. Mm-hmm. So I went there last night. It was like ten. And they had a show and the group there was like a collective called the Brown Skin Lady Show and they're from Chicago and it was like four artists and two DJs.
1: Brown skin girl.
2: (laughs) A skin just like pearls. But what kind of pearls? Right. I guess like sea salt. There's like black Black pearls. pearls. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. maybe she Mm should have said that. Maybe. Um, It's okay. (laughs) But, and it was just the blackest Female. They talked about pussies a lot, which, you know, you'll be surprised. I know this face because I know when you try to introduce me to SZA, I was like, what is this? But I am all for pussy talk. Like we've been listening. This to is new for
1: me. I'm like this. getting a little jolt as you say it. Like been
2: listening to men talking about like getting head in their dicks for forever. And now I just like want to hear a bunch of like, like there was one rapper who was talking about like how her pussy just.
1: Ah, I can't and- take this. <laughs>
2: just tastes like cake fresh out the oven and i was like
1: yes 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 Listeners, I've i i don't think i've ever heard shana say <laughs> the pussy and i'm like freaking out of here. you are grow up <laughs> um
2: so it was just like a lot of brown women like nobody was wearing a bra i just was like very into it wow. and it felt you know coming off of uh, Thursday being Black Women's Equality pay- Payday, mm-hmm. which means that that is the day that we have to work to to get what white men made last year. Mm-hmm. So we have to work 20 months to get what white men make in 12 months. Wow. And the real gag is that it's gotten worse. Last year Equal Pay Day was August 7th. Before that, it was July 31st. It keeps pushing out the calendar. <laughs> pretty soon we'll it be gets two longer, year- longer. Yeah, pretty soon we'll be two years later. <laughs> Um, Five years behind. And like, you know, New York has done a little step in banning uh, HR from asking about salary histories. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's knowledge that a lot of people don't have. So like, I just wanted to do a quick PSA of like, when you're applying for a job and they ask you what you currently make, do not tell them. Tell them what the range that you need for this job Mm -hmm. and like our jocelyn who we had on the show is who taught me that Mm -hmm. like they ask what you like what do you make now and i say i am hoping to make the range that i am looking to make is this Mm -hmm. don't worry about what i'm making now because that's how the gap continues is because
1: and i I know i've never been asked that like what are you making now they asked that
2: first question Wow. And the gap continues because I was underpaid in my last one. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to give me 10% above underpaid, it's still underpaid. Right, And so I feel like I just like, as a black woman, I felt exhausted. But then I just got to watch these black women. And like, we'll put the link uh, to their Instagram. The artists that they brought on, like wild, just voices, flawless, just like content all original it was just beautiful and then to do it in a space that was that's owned by a black woman Mm -hmm. it was just like it lifted my spirits a lot and i just you know i love black women to the death of me it was beautiful and everyone was just dope and then like as they came off the stage they just came and talked to everybody in the crowd and like it was just Such Such a a good good space. space. So Mm
1: -hmm.
2: as always, I'm I'm thankful thankful for for black creatives. I'm I'm thankful thankful for for black black women. women. And then especially coming off a week where I recognize that I work to the bone for 20 months to make what a white man phones in in a year, Mm -hmm. which is wild.
1: Yeah. So, well, in further praise of black women, yeah, my love I'm only going to do a love this week,
2: okay, that's <clears throat> um, nice
1: because I'm feeling a lot of positive energy, Ooh. a lot of good things happening. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end the episode. Yes,
2: love. I love that.
1: <laughs> so, uh, I am loving the new Missy Misdemeanor Elliot era. Mm. So, um, MTV finally. Uh, ponied up uh, Missy's Vanguard Award, so mm-hmm. uh, I don't. I can't remember what when it'll air, but Missy. I will think be- tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Good. Okay, so listeners, by the time you hear this, Missy will have received her Michael Jackson uh, Video Vanguard Award. You know she's just an amazing uh, producer, mm-hmm. rapper. Uh, Someone was singer. saying she like
2: invented the music video. Not really, but like how we know it today,
1: right? I mean, I I don't, I'm you. I'm not the one who will ever combat that, right? <laughs> so, so because Missy has been, you know, w- one of the things that I just love so much about her is that you can listen to her music, like. At any point in time, and it always sounds fresh. Like yeah. I, I don't know any Missy song that sounds like anybody else, right? Um, or any other like genre. So now, so she's she's gotten her um her she's getting her Vanguard Award, and now she's coming out with some new music. She's blessing us. Yay. Um So yesterday she released an EP called Iconology, and it is exactly uh, that what, and, icon uh, what an icon would do. What an icon will put out. Um, my favorite song on there is called Throw It Back. Um, have you heard it?
2: No, I haven't. Yeah, I've seen people post it though.
1: It's amazing, and I like listen to it like 10 times straight on the train the other day. Ah. Um, and she has a line in there where she says, I was making records for tweet before y'all could even tweet. Yeah, (laughs) remind us, remind us because in my head I'm like, wait, Twitter was not out there. Come
0: come on, Missy, tell us
1: um and then she put out a video where she like gave us a new wig snatch gift like she talks about snatching wigs and Uh then like all these female dancers like the wig that wigs just get pulled back to reveal bald heads
2: (laughs) i have to watch this
1: it's so good so i'm just like i have like two or three missy playlists on my spotify she's one of my favorite um musicians so i'm just loving what's happening with her so yeah, loving the new Missy era, and check out her new EP. We'll put a link to it, I guess, but, the,
2: but just you know, like also find it, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's it for me. All so right. another great episode yes. down. Thank you guys yes, for coming. Yes, yes, yes.
2: Remember our Patreon. Remember our show notes. Um, we love you guys. Bye. Bye.